Hi, I'm Sissy Graham Lynch. Welcome to Fearless, helping you have a fearless faith in a compromising culture. Welcome to another episode of Fearless, and it is that time of year again where the school year is getting ready to begin, and we're going to talk about how you can take a stand in your classroom. We have seen over the last few years of how so many of our college campuses are anti-God. They hate God, and it's getting harder and harder for Christians to take a stand in the classroom. And for those who are on college campuses, I want to encourage you because I have been there And I had to really figure out how to stand boldly and unashamed of my faith in those classrooms and how to take a stand at different times. So today, we're talking about how you can have a fearless faith on a college campus. A recent story we saw in the news was the Berkeley student. Uh, She was a student senator. Uh, Her name was Isabella Chow. And I love the stand this girl took. Here she is on a very liberal campus. And the student, they were going to vote on a bill that focused on condemning the Trump administration for considering a legal definition of gender that would correspond to a person's biological sex at birth. And Chow, she's a strong Christian, knew that she couldn't vote for that bill. And she wrote a very lengthy response to it. And on that day came, she didn't vote. And of course, that girl knew when she went in there the persecution she was going to have from this campus and from across our country. And what I love is that she stood strong. As a Christian, she knew she couldn't vote. The world would tell her so. She had to take a stand. And it was a lonely stand she had to take. A lot of times being a follower of Christ on a college campus, it can be lonely. But we have to stand for what is right. We have to be bold enough. And sure, the persecution will come. This girl felt the heat. My grandmother calls it the heat of the cleansing flame. You know, God doesn't promise us that we're not going to go through the fire. He didn't keep Daniel from the lion's den. But what he does, he goes with us through the fire. He went with Daniel in the lion's den. And I love that he stands with Isabella Chow. She takes a a bold stand on a very hard campus to stand unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'll never forget when I walked in to my first class at Appalachian State, the professor was introducing herself and we all had to introduce ourselves. And she goes, where are you from? And I said, I'm here, but I just transferred. Oh, where did you transfer from? And I said, Liberty University. And that professor stopped in her tracks. She had her glasses on her nose and she was looking down at me and she called me, oh, Miss Liberty, with this very snarky comment. I later found out she was from Virginia. She did not like Jerry Falwell. And it would have been Jerry Falwell Sr. at the time. But I quickly realized I was going to be a minority in this classroom. And class after class, you could just tell the subjects were not going to line up and our ideas were not going to line up. And I thought I was in for, you know, just a really rude awakening being on this college campus as the only Christian, maybe the only conservative in my classroom. 
But over time, what I loved about her class was that a lot of her class was open debate. And I love debating because it make, it challenges me to know what I believe and why I believe it. And as a junior in college, you know, when you're trying to figure out what you know in this world, you're out from your parents and you're in these university systems trying to um, figure out what you really believe, I had to dig deep into God's Word and know how to respond to different issues. And what I love about the story with my professor and I, that over time, I think I ended up having her six times, not because I failed my classes, but because I signed up for her class six different times. Her and I grew a sweet relationship and a friendship. She ended up loving me because I knew what I believed and why I believed it. Some students in her class would maybe argue on a point, and she would say, why do you believe that? And they wouldn't know how to back it up. So I gained her uh, respect, and I really believe you have to gain the respect before you can gain the power of influence in somebody's life, especially as a Christian. If I had gone into that class just as Billy Graham's granddaughter and Franklin Graham's daughter and kind of thought I knew everything, I would never have gained her respect. She didn't know who I was for the first two classes I had her, and she later found out uh, that I was Billy Graham's granddaughter. But that has stuck to me as like gaining the respect before I can gain the power of influence in somebody's life. And this professor, my mom and her became really good friends. And every once in a while, if I'm still in town, I might go see her. But last year, I got to speak at, at App State in her classroom, and we were very open about our friendship and how we had learned to love each other despite our differences. The world will say, you know, you can't love somebody and have differences with them. And this friendship shows otherwise. Her and I probably don't have a common belief on the political or uh, religious spectrum, but how much we love each other. And she gave me the ability to go to her classroom. And I'll never forget sharing kind of what I believe and challenging college students on these universities to know what they believe and why they believe it. To be able to look at somebody in the eyes and hear their thoughts and to challenge them to go home and study God's Word. And I remember teasing her that I was going to share the gospel in her class and she was going to get fired, but I remember seeing a couple of kids in these classes, and you can quickly kind of tell by people's body language, maybe kind of their beliefs. And I realized I saw this girl in the class, and I knew she was gay just by looking at her, and she um, just kind of had her arms crossed staring at me the whole time. And then I saw this other guy, his, his eyes wouldn't look at me. He's just looking down, kind of distraught a little bit. And at the end of the class, the end of the time of sharing my heart with him, this one girl comes up to me and she goes, I know you and I probably have no common beliefs, but today was the greatest class I'd ever sat in. I really appreciate y'all's friendship and your authenticity to share your story. And she goes, I've really, it's been the best class I've had. So here this girl with obviously opposite beliefs came up and told me how much she appreciated the class. But then this other guy came up and he was a conservative and you could tell he just felt defeated in a classroom in a university. And he said, I don't know how to take a stand in a classroom where I feel like my grades are going to be affected if I voice my opinions. He goes, I, I don't know how to do it. And I said, you have to be unashamed of the gospel of Jesus. Honor God in all that you do. 
and he will honor you for it. And, um, you know, unfortunately, universities are becoming just more and more hostile towards Christians and conservatives. Colleges and universities used to be a place um, where we could go and spread our wings and be open up to diverse ideas and figure it out for ourselves. And that's not the case anymore. Now universities are indoctrinating students and saying, this is what you are to believe. This is truth. This is right. And if you speak out against it, if you dare have an opinion against it, you will be penalized. You will be persecuted. Your grades could be affected. And kids don't even feel safe to figure it out for themselves. And as far as um, Christian students are concerned, when you were going off to school, you're going to have to decide in your heart, Lord, are you my God? And if you are, give me the strength, give me the knowledge, give me the ability to stand boldly and unashamed for you on this college campus or in this boardroom, in this PTO meeting or wherever God has called us to be unashamed because it's, it is on our college universities, but it's growing to be everywhere now. And I love this um, poem that my grandmother wrote. And she wrote it when she was coming back from China. Her father was a missionary doctor in China. And she was coming back from China to go to school on a big ship. And she wrote this. And I love it, Uh, especially as I challenge kids that are going off to college. It says, test me, Lord, and give me strength to meet each test unflinching and unafraid. Not striving nervously to do my best, not self-assured or careless as in jest, but with your aid. Purge me, Lord, and give me grace to bear the heat of cleansing flame. Not bitter in my lowly lot, but meet to bear my share of suffering and keep sweet in Jesus' name. And I think that's so beautiful that we pray that God will give us grace to bear the heat that is going to come. Because as Christians, we are going to face heat. We're going to face persecution in this world. We already see it. But she also says, Lord, keep sweet in Jesus' name. And that is so important that we do this. We stand boldly and unashamed of the gospel, but we do it with grace and we do it in love. We do it in kindness. And that's what I learned in that classroom is I couldn't just go in and abruptly say what I believe and tell that teacher and that professor what I believed and that she was wrong. We all know that we can't do that. But over time, in a loving way to be able to share my beliefs, I stood strong and how her and I's friendship grew. And through the times I've been able to share with her the gospel of Jesus and how much my heart grew in love for her. I think when these challenges come, I think often of the illustration, if you had a bucket of water and you hit that bucket, what's going to come out of it? Water, of course. And when you hit these challenges, when you hit these bumps in the road where uh, on these university campuses or somewhere else, what is going to come out of you? And is it God's word? Is it God's grace? Is it his truth that is going to pour out of you? I think of the Bible verse in 2 Timothy. It says, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season to correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. And that means we have to have uh, God's word hidden in our hearts for that to come out of us in those difficult times. So I challenge you to study God's word. 
You have to know what it does when the storm comes that you can use God's word to fight Satan in it, to fight that persecution. Satan will use the world against you. And I love that just this past year, my dad challenged all his grandchildren to learn the ABC gospel, which is um, it's a Bible verse that starts with every letter of the alphabet. And my little girl, she was uh, four at the time. And I was like, oh, there's just no way she could start. But she saw all her cousins doing it. And I'm like, well, maybe we'll start. And boy, did she just cling to those Bible verses. And it's been awesome because through those Bible verses, I've been able to tell her what they mean and to be able to share the gospel and God's love with her at four and five years old. But my greatest prayer as a mom is that these Bible verses will be forever hidden in her heart because I have to prepare her for one day when she will leave my house and go to a college university or go where God has called her and to be able to stand boldly, not on my faith, but on the faith that she has found with God. And as a mom, that is my greatest responsibility is to teach her God's word and about God's love so that she can stand strong one day in a world that will oppose her. We are called to stand boldly and unashamed for the gospel of Jesus. And I want to challenge you to pray that, Lord, give me the wisdom and give me the strength to stand the test of a world that's going to come against me in the day that you call, Lord, that when the challenges come, that I will not waver in my faith and I will stand boldly. Study his word. Be prepared because that day will come when the world comes against you, when Satan might come attack your your business for your beliefs. He might attack uh, your family for your beliefs. He might attack uh, just through your children and their school systems. But you will be prepared. The Lord will prepare your heart to stand boldly. Whether you're in college now or you're like me, and that seems like a lifetime ago, fear has no age category. There are times where it will be intimidating and it can be scary to take a stand for the Lord. But we are all called to stand boldly and unashamed of the gospel. Ephesians 6.11 says, Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. And to be able to stand firm, part of that armor is to know God's word, to study his word. Be prepared because that day will come when the world comes against you. You have to be prepared. And the Lord will prepare your heart to stand boldly if you're studying his word. I want to thank you for joining me on the Fearless Podcast today. I'm Sissy Graham Lynch. To stay connected, follow me on Instagram and Twitter.